thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Good to see your smiling, cheery faces. Good to be up in Barrow. I get to... uh, now, now I'm not traveling so much uh, around the world. I get to go to all the glamorous places, so uh, like Barrow. So it's great to be here, and just a couple of little updates, and then we'll dive into God's Word for this morning. Uh, but we, we've had a busy, busy month or so. We've just had a team of 10 out in Estonia, uh, one Ukrainian, nine UK people, uh, and they've been out there serving Ukrainian refugees who've ended up in Estonia, and uh, some of the guys were out there doing a bit of building work as well. Uh, so it's the, the wonder of translation. They, they got this message saying that the shepherd's wall needed repairing. And, uh, of course, they had in their minds they were going to go out there and the, uh, the wall would be literally a farmer's wall in a field somewhere that would need repairing. But, of course, translation being what it was, what they were actually talking about was the room in the pastor's office and they were referring to the pastor as shepherd that needed repairing. Uh, and that was just a hole that I think some kids had punched a hole in the wall and just needed patch it up. So not quite as severe as they, they thought originally. Um, and then we've a couple of guys out in the Philippines at the moment. Uh, we've had uh, some churches over there that wanted to connect with uh, PFJ for quite some while. Uh, and so the guys have gone out there essentially to see what's happening. Uh, but they're having a great time seeing people saved. Yesterday, a report of one guy who was totally blind, healed instantly as well. And so God's doing great things in this world of ours. And, uh, and he loves British people as much as Filipino people as well. So what God does in other places, he can do here. So I brought... I uh, brought a uh, load of books at the back there. So when you go and uh, guess the weight of the cake, then, then also the will of God for every single one of you is that you buy this book, Better Means Better, where, which is the book I brought out a few months ago. Uh, it's teaching all around the finished work of Jesus says on the back here, you'll learn how to live under an open heaven, live as a son, not a slave, as a saint, not a sinner, live under blessing, not curses, live in amazing grace, and live in the love of God. And 
this is it's just actually, we've just got it translated into German, and so it's going to hit Germany in the next month or two as well. And uh, if you're interested, come and see me afterwards. Right. Genesis 5, 24. Well, we can, we can go from 21. It says this, Now Enoch lived 65 years and fathered Methuselah. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he fathered Methuselah. And he fathered other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he wasn't for God took him. Uh, and it's particularly that, that last verse, verse 24, I want to focus in on this morning. Enoch walked with God and he wasn't for God took him. Let's pray and then we'll dive into the word. Yeah, Father, I just want to thank you this morning for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that your word is living, it is active, it has the ability, Lord, to create within each one of our lives. And Lord, I pray this morning that you will come and you will speak to us. I pray, Lord, that, uh, Lord, be it a sentence, be it a theme, uh, be it a concept, whatever it is, Lord, just come and speak to each one of us. I thank you, Lord, that you know where every person is at in life. And so, Lord, I just pray for something relevant and pertinent to them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Absolutely love uh, the whole story of Enoch. And it's not a particularly long story. Uh, I, I think you're doing a series, aren't you, called One Mention or something like that. Uh, and, and what a mention when you think about Enoch. Uh, it often makes me think about what would people say about each one of us when we're no longer on this planet. You, you know, one of the things that I've said is this, I don't want when I'm no longer on the planet and people write my little epitaph. I don't want you know, it to be anything about accomplishments and about achievements, but if there's one thing I really pray that people can say about me when I leave this planet, it is this, that Mark Curtis was a godly man. You, you know, I believe for each one of us, there is a call to leave a legacy. You know, your life is making a difference to someone somewhere. And it's the difference that we make that is the important thing in life. It, it's this whole thing of being influential. You know, God is looking for us being influential people. And you are influencing people whether you realize it or not this morning. God's looking for influential people. And Enoch, what a testimony of his life. Just simply says this, that Enoch walked with God. And then it goes on to say this, for, for he wasn't because God took him. I want to unpack a little bit this morning the whole thing of walking with God. You know, Enoch walked with God. 
A few years ago, we did a sponsored walk, and there was five blokes doing this sponsored walk. We were going down the Langoflin Canal, if any of you have ever been across that way. And I was amazed as we were on this walk, the kind of conversations that started to happen. And how as we were walking together, people started to open up their hearts and share things from their hearts. And there was a real sense of connection, a sense of fellowship, a sense of intimacy in that time of doing that sponsored walk. You know, there is something powerful about walking with God. Yeah, it's not about walking ahead of God. It's not about walking behind God. It's about walking step by step with him. And he invites us to walk together with him. And in walking together with him, there's a tremendous sense of intimacy and of closeness. We were created for fellowship with God. We weren't created for religion. We weren't created for rules and regulations. We weren't created to be fitted into a box somewhere, but we were made to be people who lived out of that box and live in relationship with God. We were made to hear his voice. I want to encourage you this morning. You were created to hear the voice of God. You know, one of the things that Jesus said was this. He said, my sheep, they know me and they hear my voice. And this morning, he knows you. Uh, uh, and, And because he knows you and because you know him, you can hear his voice today. I heard the funny story uh, uh, a few years ago. A friend of mine was talking with me, uh, and he was talking about how in today's uh, church world, how so often people are wanting that personal word from God. And so I'm a great believer that God speaks. I'm a great believer in prophecy. I'm a great believer that God loves to bring words into us individually. But I want to say this, we can hear God anywhere, at any time, and in any place. You can be watching a film, you can be watching a soap opera, you can be watching Coronation Street, which... You know, still is the greatest show on the, t- on the telly. You can be watching Coronation Street and God can speak to you through Coronation Street. The, the question is this, have you got ears that are open to hear the voice of God? And this whole thing of walking together with God is all about intimacy with him. It's about knowing him, knowing his voice speaking to us, knowing his word coming alive on the inside of us, knowing that he feeds and nourishes the deepest parts of our souls that are longing to be satisfied. And all of that comes out of intimacy with him. few things about walking with God. First thing is this. We're to walk humbly. You know, humility 
I, I believe, is an underrated thing in society as a whole, and certainly in some parts of the church, humility is also underrated. But I want to say humility is a godly characteristic. Tells us in Micah 6, verse 8, you know, what does the Lord require of you? He requires that you act justly, that, that you love mercy, and that you walk humbly before your God. I just want to say as we look at humility, I want to nuke first and foremost the religious notion of humility. You know, religious humility is this, where we put ourselves down. I, I want to say it's not about putting yourself down, it's about lifting him up. And I believe when we lift him up, his heart for us is such that he lifts us up also. Humility, I believe, is knowing who God is. And it is acknowledging him for who he is. It is recognizing the fact that all of our life belongs to him. That our life was given from him and our life will return to him. And that everything about our life is not ours, but it is his. That is humility when we acknowledge that. Humility is knowing who he has made you to be, knowing that you are a son and a daughter loved by God and living secure in that knowledge of how much you are loved by him. You know, I find it interesting in church circles, people love uh, strutting around with titles. You, you know, I've been called so many titles. I always say this, I've been called lots of titles in the Bible and then quite a number that are not in the Bible as well. I have a friend, Godfrey Bertel, wrote a great song a number of years ago and it was this, we've got to lay down the title and pick up the mantle. You, you know, we've got to live in a place where the only thing that really matters to us is one, knowing him, two, living under his lordship, and three, being secure in our status as sons and daughters of God. No greater status can you have in life than being a son or a daughter of God. You know, there is nothing in this world that compares with that. There's no accolade that someone can give you that will ever, ever compare with the knowledge that you are a son and a daughter of God and that everything that belongs to him now belongs to you because of inheritance. And we're called to walk humbly before our God. You know, I, last week I was preaching and uh, I was, uh, I've been on a different preparation regime this week because uh, la last week my, my voice was horrendous. I, I, I just couldn't get my voice. There was no strength in it whatsoever. I just physically felt weak. And at the end of preaching, I just thought, what was the point of that? Sort of to a degree. <laughs> And this lady comes up to me this week and she says this, this, she says, you know, last week, Mark, she says, that talk you brought was amazing. I 
thought, well, that's news to me. She then says, she says, you know, you opened your Bible and you read from a verse that I had my Bible open at that exact same verse. She then said all the way through the message, you kept mentioning different phrases that were phrases that had been going through my mind that week. It was just like God was speaking to me. What humility does is humility does. Hopefully what I did that time, I just said, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I then went alone with God and I just said, Lord, you are amazing. That when I'm at my lousiest, when I'm at my worst, when I'm at my weakness, weakest, you still come through and you do things in people's lives. You know, often people with false humility, what they say is, you say, give them a compliment, and they say, oh, it's not me, it's the Lord. That's, that's false humility, it was you. You opened your mouth, you did something, you showed some kindness to someone, receive the compliment, because you're placing value on the person. But then always remember, Everything comes from him and everything returns to him. The second thing about walking with God is this. We walk in his ways. Psalm 128 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. You know, I love the ways of God. I love the ways in which he operates. Uh, I love the fact that he operates beyond our, our human understanding and yet in his grace he invites us into his world where we start to see the things that he sees and we start to do the things that he does. And if you would ask me to, to sum up the ways of God I would sum them up with one way, one word. They are the ways of love. You, you know, last time I was here, I, I spoke on the love of God, and I make no apology today to remind you what I said last time. He loves you, and he loves you, full stop, exclamation mark, with every single ounce of passion that he has. You will never, ever be more loved than what you are at this moment in time. There is nothing you can do to accumulate more love into your life. He loves you just as you are because you're his and you belong to him. And I think we most likely, need, need, we, we could all do with writing a hundred lines, he loves me. You, you know what it was like? Well, certainly when I was at school, we used to have to write the lines if we'd done something wrong. And we'd write them a hundred times. And the aim of it was that at the hundredth time we'd written it, the message had dropped into us of how we should be. But I think we just need reminding time and time and time and time again that God loves us because we live in a world that will erode that knowledge on a regular basis. 
and his ways are the ways of love. And for love to go out, love has to come in. That's why knowing that you're loved is so important. But I want to emphasize this this morning, that love has to go out, that we are called to love one another. And 1 Corinthians 13 tells us it's not a love that walks in and a love that walks out, but it is a love that is permanent, that is eternal, that it is a love that remains, a love that is ongoing. And it's not just the love of God to us, but it's our love one to another. One of the things that people don't often switch on to is this, that love is commitment. <laughs> love is there in the good times and love is there in the bad times. And one of the things I've noticed in churches, obviously not in Barrow, just in our area of the United Kingdom, but one of the things I've noticed in churches is this, that people come, people go. People walk into relationship, they walk out of relationship. People show no commitment in friendship and no commitment in relationship and no commitment together as the body of Christ one to another. But his ways are the ways of love. It's too much offense going on in the body of Christ where people get offended because someone looked at them a certain way. It might just be that they have a bad stomach and they're feeling a bit ill and a bit, bit fed up and yet we take offence or someone's busy and they don't happen to say hello to us because their mind is in a thousand and one different places and we take offence I want to say this love keeps no record of wrongs the body of Christ should be a place where we don't keep record of wrongs where we forgive where we bless and where we release people and we don't allow offence to take its place in our hearts and bitterness then to foster on the inside of us I'm dealing with a pastoral situation at the moment which has its roots in something that happened over 20 years ago and, and, and there's people still living with a sense of offence over something that happened two decades ago. And we see it on a micro scale in our lives and we see it on a large scale in what happens around this world of ours when there are conflicts and there are wars and often it is injustices that have taken place over centuries and people have never dealt with it and never let it go. But to walk with God is to walk in his ways and it's to walk in the way of love and love yeah at times it can be warm and fuzzy and we can feel emotion and you, you, you know we can feel the touch and the embrace of love but I want to say beyond the warm and the fuzziness love is commitment and it is a commitment to walk with one another
I'm so glad now at the age of 61 now, married a young wife. <laughs> age 61. Some of our closest friends, one or two of you know, know them, Graham and Jessica Kell. We've known now, it must be 40 odd years. Has it always been smooth? No, we're different personality types. There are times we see things differently, times we have different perspectives, times when you know, all of those things are going on, but we've chosen to walk together, we've chosen to remain friends, and we 40 years on, that friendship is deeper than it's ever been because of commitment. And I want to say commitment, walking his ways, is so, so important. Next thing about walking with God, and I'll have to speed up a little bit here. Walking with God is the fact that he has prepared good works for you. Ephesians 2 verse 10 tells us that God has prepared good works for us to walk into. I, I, I love the fact that he is our shepherd. You know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, he's not like the English shepherd. You, you know, where we whistle and the, the dog goes and nips the, the, the ankles of the sheep and gets them into the, uh, into the pen. But Middle Eastern shepherds, they walk in front of the sheep. And God is our shepherd. He walks in front of us. He goes before us. He prepares every situation for us. There are things we fall into in life because he's prepared the way. 18 years ago, a cheeky chappy by the name of Barry Woodward rings me up. And he says, Mark, I've had a change in, 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 in my diary and I've had to empty half of my diary he said then there's this church up in Barrow in Furness would you like to go up there for me and so I arrive in Barrow in Furness 18 years ago as the substitute speaker but you know it I wasn't the substitute speaker because God had prepared things beforehand as a result of that, I not only meet lots of you in here that are great people and have become good friends over the years, but we have, there's a certain young woman by the name of Liz Bowes, and Liz Bowes is there, and we get talking, and Liz comes and works with us in PFJ for a couple of years, you, you know, and does an immense work for us in a number of nations. Out of all of that, she introduces a number of you to the country of Uganda and you get involved with a guy called uh, Henry Katarega and you get involved with a woman called Sarah Sabiti and things go on from there. 
And still that story is being written and still that story is unfolding. Why? Because God has good works prepared beforehand. And as we submit our lives to him and we say, Lord, all of me belongs to you. And what he does is he says, I've just got a few journeys for you to go on in life. I have a few places for you to go to. I have a few individuals for you to meet. I've got some communities for you to work into. And he goes before us in every situation and he makes a way for us. Waymaker is not just a nice little ditty by a powerful Nigerian singer but I want to say Waymaker is who God is in each one of our lives and he'll make a way for you where there seems to be no way the final thing is this he wasn't for the Lord took him What a strange little commentary. You know, but when we look at the Bible, there's only two people you can see in the Bible who never tasted death. One of those was Elijah on that dramatic day when the chariots of fire come and they take him to be with the Lord. The other person is Enoch. And I want to suggest with Enoch that he walked with God. And it was a walk of intimacy. It was a walk where Enoch shared all of who he was with God, but God also shared all of who he was with Enoch. And I want to suggest that so much of heaven was in Enoch's life that he simply passed over from this world into the next. Heaven is not a postal address. Heaven is a spiritual realm. All of us are invited to taste of heaven. Even today, we can taste of heaven. Heaven is all around us, even now. Tells us we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. That, that, that's not just a, a nice little ditty to, to make us feel good about our, our spiritual position, but it is a truth that we were made to, to enter into heaven and we were made to bring heaven into the earth. One phrase I can't get away from at the moment in my own personal walk with the Lord is the phrase realms of glory. And it's like the Lord's just been teasing me a little bit, enticing me a little bit. There there are new realms to enter into. There are realms of his glory, realms of his presence, realms of heaven for us to step into and to experience that we've not yet experienced. And all of that comes through being like Enoch, walking with God. You see, the walk is a daily walk. It's a walk through twists and turns. It's a walk through ups and downs. 
It's a walk on the mountaintop. It's a walk through the valley. But in all of that, it's a place where intimacy can be fostered and where he can just open our eyes to a little bit more of heaven for each one of us to experience. You see, Jesus prayed it. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. That wonderful verse in Hebrews where it talks about tasting of the powers of the age to come. And that's God's invitation to us to taste of heaven even now on the earth. And yes, one day, the full experience will be ours. And for Enoch, the full experience was his when he wasn't because the Lord took him. I trust this morning that all of us are going to walk with God. Let's just pray. Lord, we want to thank you for all of your great love towards us. And we thank you for your invitation to us to walk with you. And Lord, we pray that you might help us to walk step by step with you. To not run on ahead, not lag on behind. But Lord, be in unison and unity with you. And Lord, we pray for more of heaven in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.